0: Dave and Doreen, the Morning KLH. We appreciate you listening. Marcus is here, too. I'm going to give you an example of why this next guy was uh, and has been the three-time Wisconsin sports writer of the year. Jason Wilde for the State Journal, and he writes, Matt LaFleur's golf game is dreadful to the point that it's got him questioning his own athleticism. (laughs) During the offseason, the Packers coach got himself a top of the line, tailor-made set of clubs, a stealth driver, three wood, three rescue hybrids, stealth irons, MG3 wedges, and a custom MyTP putter with a Go Pack stamped on the back. I look cooler, but the golf game is still awful, said LaFleur. "Is so awful, in fact, the former high school basketball shooting guard and Division II college quarterback is, with his 43rd birthday fast approaching, having a bit of a midlife sporting crisis. Hmm. Jason Wildy, in... The first couple of sentences I learned, So mu- I'm serious. I did not know that he's a horrible golfer. I did not know that he's a former high school basketball shooting guard, Division II college quarterback. Didn't know his birthday's coming up. Good job, Jason Wilde. Good morning, and how you doing?
1: So the story behind that uh, was, so I had a sit-down with him. I get. I, I do it a couple times a year, but I always do one right before the season starts. And he and I have a mutual friend. Uh, his name is Sean Rozacek, and he works for TaylorMade. And his daughter and son have done sports with our girls, and so he helped them get these new clubs. And I just started that. That was like my icebreaker mm-hmm. of where I was going to start the interview. And when he's never broken one hundred. His best golf round was a 50 for nine holes, and he thought it was this great accomplishment. And the reason why I used it and why it became part of the story, and thank you for promoting it at Madison.com, is that I think it's a really good glimpse into his competitiveness because he gets so angry when he and Sean go golfing, even though Sean is a scratch golfer and he has never broken 100 he gets so mad when he loses. Well, and I think Packers fans feel, and, and I, I really do feel like fans get to feel this way, and, and I understand why they do because coaches and players compartmentalize so well. But a lot of times, as a fan, you feel like you care more than these guys do. And I just wanted to use that as a way of showing folks that as angry as you are and as disappointed you are about these last two playoff exits, that Matt LaFleur is even more frustrated than you, and he's even more frustrated with those than he is with his golf game.
0: (laughs) All right, so let's talk about Aaron Rodgers and his level of frustration. I did learn some things in listening to some sound bites answering questions from you and others, uh, that if he doesn't talk to you on the field, that means you're so far down on the death chart you have no chance. And the way he he eluded or avoided the Amari Rodgers question, I thought, Aaron Rodgers threw him some shade, didn't he?
1: He did, and and quite frankly, look, I, I think I set a season record yesterday. I think I asked three questions, and two of them were as they related to connecting with young players. And I'll be honest with you, I, I wrote a story off of it, and we'll certainly talk about it on our show today, but I kind of feel like a fraud because I gave him this uh, pulpit to talk about how he's going about connecting with, his young receivers, and frankly, Amari Rogers should be included in that group because he's in his second year and he didn't play that much offensively last year. Mm-hmm. And he goes through this whole spiel about getting on the same frequency and finding the ways that work best for connecting with them. And then somebody asks him about Amari Rogers and his and what his role could be in the offense, and he says, "Well, he's a returner right now."
0: Then that's, that's it. That's all I yeah. got for you. That's all I got mm-hmm. for you.
1: Yeah. I mean, I just, I don't, and and again, he can say whatever he wants. He can do whatever he wants. He doesn't have to go to me for advice, which he has done in the past, but clearly not recently. But how on earth is that constructive? Like, how does that help Amari Rogers? How does it help his confidence? How does it help when, and, and nobody loves Randall Cobb more than me, uh, I mean, he is a prince of a human being. This is a guy who he and his wife checked on Paula while she was going through all of her chemo and everything like every other week. Wow. So uh, I say this as someone who loves Randall Cobb. But Randall Cobb is 32 years old. He had a core muscle injury last year. There's a good chance that it is, at his age he is going to miss some time with an injury this season. That's just a fact. Mm-hmm. It's more likely than not. If he doesn't, great. But if he misses time, Guess who has to play a little bit on offense? Amari Rodgers. Right. What possible good comes from doing what he did when he said that? <laughs> I'd love to know.
0: He must be really pissed at him. Yeah. That's the only thing I can
1: think. Yeah. Yeah. I guess. All right. Well, he talks about having patience, right, with these young guys and and well, growing pains. guys, apparently. Yeah, most, well, yeah, most what, of the guys.
0: His favorite guys, I suppose. Um, but, like, how long – how long do we have to have patience? How long do these growing pains last? Like,
1: yeah, uh, it's going to be a while. Oh, um, I think I think it's going to. There's going to be rookie mistakes that are going to continue to be made, uh, not just by the the wide receivers, but you know they've got some young guys playing on the offensive line. Uh, Rogers pointed out after the game on Sunday that uh, on one of the plays that they did the completely wrong blocking assignment. Like they had one assignment, they did the exact opposite. Um, so those things are going to happen, and that was one of the things that I asked them yesterday was, all right, how do you make sure you manage your frustration? And I used in 2005 how Favre was that season. I mean, as I mentioned in my question, Favre and I got into a heated argument where Favre interrupted me when I was talking to Aaron at his locker, and there was, like, yelling and very strong words being used that I can't use on the radio without getting in trouble with the FCC. And he was he was a mess that year Favre was like he they went 4 and 12 and he's yelling at guys and he's yelling at me and he he just he could not handle his frustration and so i asked rodgers how he goes about handling his he said there's five or six guys on the team that he can vent to but that it's really about like i said getting on the same frequency and figuring out ways to connect with these guys And then in the very same conversation as Locker, he says what he did about Amari Rodgers. So it's going to take a while, Doreen, and I think we're going to see more moments of frustration from him. And I think we're going to see them lose some more games that you weren't expecting them to lose. But that doesn't mean that by the season end, they haven't kind of figured it out, and they're the team that nobody wants to face in the playoffs because they don't have as good of a record as the past three years, but they're peaking at the right time. As we gear up for the home opener at Lambeau, do you think home field advantage is overrated in today's NFL? I think it has become less valuable, Marcus, than it had been in the past. But I think for the Packers, for one, I think it has a lot of value, not necessarily just because of you know the defense uh, not having the crowd behind it like the Vikings did and making it more difficult on the offense. Rogers said yesterday he didn't think it was that big of a factor in how they played. Uh, as long as the fans aren't doing the wave or Chance and Go Pack Go, which obviously irritates Rodgers and LaFleur, uh, I do think there's a home field advantage there. But I think the greater one is it's just such a comfort zone for Rodgers and the offense. And it's not like they're going to score on every possession, but I really do think that he operates better under those circumstances. And if you don't believe me, look back on 2020. As good as he was last year, When he was playing in those empty stadiums, that was like playing at Lambeau every week. And you could certainly see in his productivity how much of a difference that made for him. It's not necessarily the case with every team, but I definitely think that's the case with this team.
0: How does the team feel? How do the veterans feel about playing late in the evening or late afternoon games? It screws up their schedule, but do they enjoy the juice, to borrow Aaron Rodgers' phrase, that it brings?
1: Uh, I, uh, veterans, I don't think so. I mean, maybe a little bit for Sunday night football once you get to the game. But you know, Tausch loves to say that the best game is a Sunday noon game. Mm-hmm. Uh, you get up, you go play. You've got then if you've got family in town, you get to spend time with them in the afternoon after the game. Uh, and and it just fits your body clock right. the best. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, there's some extra juice prime time and running out of the tunnel and what have you but it's a long day to wait to play the game and they players throughout my entire time covering this team you know cuz I used to think the same oh cool it's monday night football right. or sunday night or whatever and they they really don't like it they they would if they had their way they would play 17 noon games <laughs> and and that would just be better for them but obviously that's not the case who you
0: picking on the Sunday night football game?
1: Boy, if they... It, now, obviously, the uh, the old days of uh, Rodgers and willby are long gone. He's got his Pat McAfee gig now. Yeah, he does. But uh, once upon a time, he did utter the R-E-L-A-X. Yeah. Uh, he will need to bring that out of mothballs if they lose <laughs> to the Bears at home. Uh, I do not anticipate that being the case. I think they win and they go to one and one.
0: Um, All right, Jason. Thank you. Thanks for the insight yeah. and the information and keep writing those great stories. We'll listen as always, and we'll talk to you on Monday. Awesome. Thanks everybody. Take care. Be good. You too. Jason Wilde, our green and gold insider, co-host of Wilde and Tausch, three-time Wisconsin sports writer of the year and brought to you by First Choice Heating, your first choice in comfort. Jason Wilde, part of the Morning KLH.